thank you for making it all the way through season one. <laughs> We've been asking and answering the question, who am I? Just been dealing with identity and I'm really grateful to you for taking this journey all the way to here. You know, who we are is who we're choosing to be. The things we believe are the things we're choosing to believe. Regardless of all the pressures and the forces beyond our control that seek to shape who we are and how we see ourselves. You know, our one place of autonomy is how we respond. (laughs) I may not be all the stories you tell about me, but I definitely am all your stories that I internalize and choose to live. And life, life has its own way of rearranging our priorities, our expectations, and even our life directions. But our confidence in who we are, the confidence that we place in who we are and all the journeys and stories it has taken to become us should remain the one constant that we have. It's so easy to lose sight of the stories that count, the stories that inform identity and ensure agency isn't lost and our confidence isn't diminished, especially when life turns turns on its head and 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 just throws curveball after curveball at us. Believe me, I know it. <laughs> and and it's a lesson that I was reminded of one time by my best friend. A few years back I, I sat complaining to my best friend about my life. And the things that I was experiencing at the time. Man, listen, I, I sat barely aching and just prattling on about what was and what wasn't happening for me and just creating this mountain of emotional misery up which I was dragging my whole accumulated life. Now he sat patiently listening to me as I pulled apart my troubled past, dumped the worst of it into my present predicament. And then just confined my future to a state of misery. This whole state of misery that I was creating. He sat patiently listening without comment like best friends are supposed to. But when he had heard enough, when he had heard about as much belly aching and self, self-recrimination as he was going to take on that call. He just verbally slapped me back into reality like best friends are supposed to do. (laughs) He reminded me that there were lots of stories that I could tell about myself and that I could tell the world about myself and who I was at that moment in my life. Stories that would stand in stark contrast to the person I once was. He pointed out that I could choose to tell the story of the little black boy who came out of Fulham, West London, who was never expected to do much, never expected to to amount to much or learn from his mistakes. The teething little black boy out of Fulham, West London, declared uneducatable, permanently excluded from mainstream education, in and out of juvenile court, youth detention, community home schools, and then, of course, eventually prison. The little black boy with a protracted engagement with the justice system who turned out to be the complete write-off that every statistic and data point predicted that he would be. But like a true best friend, he went on. (laughs) 
Or he said, Ed, you could tell the other story about the same little written of black boy out of Fulham, West London, who decided to write life with the bigger pen that time and love and providence had put in his hand. The boy who was willing to believe that there was more to his story than the statistics and the data was predicting. The little black boy who went back to college at 25 to sit his high school exams because he knew it didn't matter when you start. All that matters is that you have a heart to begin and the courage to continue. The black boy who went on to become a youth worker and then a, a residential social worker. The black boy out of Fulham, West London, who went to university and got bachelor's degrees and two master's degrees. The little black boy who would travel the world speaking to thousands of men and women effecting positive change and transformation in their life. The teeth-in little black boy out of Fulham, West London, who would become a minister and a cultural influencer in London, the beloved city of his birth. Then he reminded me that that little black boy wasn't a little boy anymore. He was a grown man. And that he was a husband and he was a father and he was a leader and he was an ordained minister and he was a brother and he was a friend to so many. And he ended by saying this, you know, Father Ed, you can tell two different stories. Just choose to tell the story that counts. Identity, who we are, is found in the stories that remind us who we are and what it has taken to become the person we are. Our challenge is to remember those stories and tell the stories that count. Okay, let's do the work. Who are the custodians of the stories that have made you who you are? When I say that, who are the people that can remember the things sometimes that you forget? Who are the custodians? Where have you allowed situations to devalue your greater story? There are situations that are taking place at a, a micro level, but you're allowing them to destroy your or devalue your macro picture. What are those situations? Think about and write down the most recent experience that reminded you of who you are. Your most recent experience. Okay. For the last time this season, go do the work.